It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The battle for Ohio part two concludes the regular season for the Bengals and the Browns, but what's at stake? Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jake Lisko from the Locked On Bengals podcast, joined today by Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns as we dive into the last crossover of the regular season, the last crossover of the season period for the Cincinnati Bengals here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find Locked On Bengals, Locked On Browns on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And as always, this crossover episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And Jeff, this battle for Ohio feels very different to Bengals fans this week. There's next to nothing on the line for either team. Uh, goal number one is probably still to win the game, even if the Browns don't play their starters. And as of the time of recording, Kevin Stefanski has not announced one way or another which way he's going there. Number two, it's get out of the game healthy. Get out of the regular season as healthy as possible for teams that have dealt with numerous key injuries this year well i mean you know you flash forward to where we are here from where we were week one jake obviously you know so much anticipation obviously that first week one matchup you know the browns you know obviously looking as the Bengals, you know basically were the you know the benchmark of the afc north the last couple of seasons um and unfortunately you know for cincinnati you know a lot of it was driven, of course, around, you know, Joe Burrow and uh, and and Joe that Thursday night. And I, I still remember it vividly and just, you know, understanding and, you know, just thinking, about, you know, and you kind of knew what was coming. And look, you know, Jake Browning obviously played well, obviously, you know, maybe some of the uh, the bloom came off the rose, so to speak, over the last couple of weeks. You know, as you know, moments got a little bit tighter. Teams maybe got a little bit more film on him and understood some tendencies. And, you know, if anybody's sympathetic to that situation, obviously, as Cleveland Browns fans, will they be? No. <laughs> Should they be? Yes. Um, now, for the Browns, it's a tricky, tricky slope here when you go into a game like this. You know, the Browns have been so banged up this entire year and you know for where the browns are injury wise we should not be talking you know playoffs we should not be talking about resting significant players in week 18 this is usually not the way the script works for a team that dealt as as much as the browns did um you know you you probably think there's no way you can afford to play joe flacco i mean look how in the world could you put you know a playoff game in the hands of pj walker you know God forbid, you know, Miles Garrett, there's probably no reason Miles Garrett should be on this field on Sunday as well. Um, even though, you know, he is obviously, you know, their most dominant player on the defensive side of the ball. And so many other people's success happens because of what Miles can do or the attention that Miles does draw. You know, there is also the part of, you know, do the Browns truly want to win this game? Could mean something. The other thing is the Browns are a very analytic team. So there's one part of the analytics that tell you don't play these guys. Don't play them. But then you go back and now you start to look at the history and the success rate of teams that did shut down guys. 
And look, for some teams, it's worse. It worked and it's never been an issue. For some teams, when they kind of shut down the engine and you tried to fire it back up again 14 days later, 13 days later, for the Browns case, it'll be more like 17, 18 days later. The success hasn't necessarily been there. So it's, you know, and Coach Stefanski, the thing with Coach is he's always going to give you the coach speak. So he could know darn well in the back of his head, I have no intention of playing X, Y, and Z, but he's not going to make anything easier on the Cincinnati Bengals. Would it make a difference? No, but it's also just the way he's wired. Or it could be that he is looking at these analytic numbers after the weekend and saying, you know, maybe if we just put him out there a bit and – so it's a real tough slope, obviously, here. You know, Browns just want to get through this one. Nothing is going to change for them. They are the five seed. They are locked in. As much crazy confusion as there is still in the AFC, you know, we have no idea who's going to win the AFC South. Could the AFC South get two teams into the playoffs? You know, Buffalo could go from winning the AFC East to not even being involved in the playoffs. Um, Miami could go from being everyone's AFC darling number one seed to maybe just getting a six seed. But the one and the few is obviously the Baltimore Ravens. And, of course, the Cleveland Browns, they know exactly where they are. Nothing's going to change change for them you know so for the browns it's basically make the trip down there obviously get through 60 minutes of football you win it's great you lose didn't matter um and just get back up to cleveland as fast as you possibly can and by that time they will absolutely know who their opponent is going to be and luckily for them any one of the three opponents that they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs are all teams they already beaten at this point so they do kind of have some idea of you know what they're going to be getting into. But, you know, it's it's just trying to play it out here. It's a weird scenario. Obviously, I'm not familiar with this covering this team for seven seasons now. Um, so it does kind of feel like, you know, like a dress rehearsal that doesn't matter because business will really pick up for the Browns once this game in Cincinnati is over on Sunday. Of course, pride is on the line. If nothing else, the outcome of the game has no impact on playoff seeding. For the Bengals, it has an impact on their draft position, which is not something that coaches or players care about at all, something that fans certainly care about. And, you know, when you talk about these sorts of games, the long-term strategy to get guys healthy out of the season, why risk further injury to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, who both played through shoulder and hamstring injuries respectively on Sunday? Why put them out there and risk those injuries becoming worse going into the offseason where – there's going to be conversations around extending Jamar Chase. There's going to be conversations about how they want to proceed with T Higgins on the franchise tag or not. So on both sides, I think there are valid questions about playing starters. And if I'm running the Cleveland Browns, I don't see how this is even a question. You've dealt with so many injuries already at so many spots. Why would I risk Amari Cooper or Elijah Moore or Joe Flacco, who's playing well, or David Njoku or any of the offensive linemen that are playing well? Certainly, to talk about the defensive stars that seem to be the engine for this team, not to take anything away from the offense has been getting positive results lately, but miles Garrett, Zedaria Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, JOK, Denzel Ward, even Martin Emerson. Like why, why would I put those guys on the field when I have a playoff run that I'm trying to get through ahead of me, trying to ride a Joe Flacco heater to Joe Flacco's second heater Super Bowl? Like if I'm the Cleveland Browns, that's my mentality. And if I'm the Bengals, you know, Zach Taylor's talking about wanting to put on a good show for the fans who come out and support. Totally get that. The players aren't going to tank. There's still pride there. These teams still hate each other. We just saw with the Bengals and the Chiefs that, yeah, a lot of guys are missing. But while that game is going, and they were, you know, polite after the game, at least the, the conversations captured between, you know, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and, and Joe Burrow after the game. But those teams still hate each other. Jamar Chase getting in a fight 
and, and a few pushing matches in the middle of that game. And a lot of that still exists between these teams as well. The Bengals 0-5 in the AFC North as well with a healthy Joe Burrow for zero of those games. That will, of course, remain the case this week. But teams in this position all the time want to win the game going into the offseason. Marvin Lewis, when he was the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, had a long history of winning this game when seasons went awry to feel good going into the offseason. And so... That will have to be the goal for the Bengals from, from a football perspective, from a team perspective, but from the outside looking in, the, the priorities to me, and we'll talk about a few more of these because there are some other things for the Bengals to get out of this game, but health for the stars and, and the future pieces of both teams, I, I think, and, and for the playoff pieces for the Browns, I think that's a priority for both teams and just try, trying to get through this game healthy and, and obviously they'll try to win with whoever they put on the field more to talk about with this game as far as who could be on the field, who won't be on the field and some other goals for the Bengals. We'll get to those topics coming up next. This crossover episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, And if there are some things that you want to change or keep the same in 2024, if you're already crushing it somewhere in particular, think maybe the opposite of new year, new you around new year's. We, we think maybe too much about what we want to change instead of expanding on what you're already doing right and engrave, embedding those good habits a little bit stronger. So maybe you finally organize a part of your space and you want to tackle another. Maybe you're getting really good about taking those supplements every morning, getting to the gym. Now you want to add breakfast to that routine. Therapy helps you find your strengths. You can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. BetterHelp will make all of that very easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, no easier way to do it than with BetterHelp. Entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. And all you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, which will match you with a licensed therapist according to your answers to those questions. So you get matched with someone who can suit your needs. Celebrate the progress you've already made by visiting BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash lockdown. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lockdown. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jeff, outside of health and obviously pride, getting an AFC North win for the Bengals, finishing the season on a strong note for both teams, carrying momentum, keeping the rust off, whatever it is, there are some other things that matter for the Bengals looking into the future. What do you think the most important thing is for the Browns to get out of this game? I think, you know, you, you, a couple of things is you're going to look at the tackles, obviously. You know, Jerron Christian, James Hubbard, and now the Browns starting tackles. This has been this way since the second Raymond game. Now, you know, are these guys playing great? No, but they're also not starters. When you're on offensive tackle four and five, you know, you're hoping that they are not the reason you're losing games. And to these guys' credit, obviously, they have played that well. An establishment of 
the run game to come back here. This has always been one of the biggest strengths of the Cleveland Browns offense during the time of the Kevin Stefanski regime. And it basically had been dormant here for a while. Yes, is some of that Nick Chubb? Is some of it the offensive line's just not performing the way they have in years past? Yes, all is a combination. But some of these weeks, you know, not even Nick Chubb was going to succeed. Um, you know, the, the offensive tackles have struggled at times. The Browns were smart against the Jets, and as opposed to trying to rely so much heavy on wide zone. And the Browns have been doing a really nice job with these trap play action passes. And we were all kind of making jokes like, well, are they going to start to run a couple of traps? And they started to do so against the New York Jets. And look, if your three best offensive linemen are your right guard, your center, and your left guard, and you think that your tackles you know, are holding water, so to speak, then, yeah, the emphasis should be to try to obviously run in the interior a little bit more. They were able to do that. The Kareem Hunt touchdown run was an example this past week. But, you know, you get into playoff games, and nobody wants to get in the shootout. You know, you have the lead. You want to be able to stall the game out. You know, we hopefully you can do that or at least, you know, make drives go longer, keep the opponent off the field by running the ball. They were able to do that with better success against the Jets. Um, you know, for the most of the time here that Joe has been the starter, you know, this was five starts to this point. It has not really been a solid running effort. They've been able to pick it up, obviously, this past week. But that's something they kind of need to get back to here. Um, the defensive side of the ball, there are guys they think are coming back. None of them would be back for this game. They're not going to ask Ogbenai Ankaronkwo to play with, you know, whatever severity torn peck it is in a meaningless week 18 game. Grant Delpit is not scheduled to come off IR to the first week of the playoffs. So defensively, look, they're going to play tough because it's just what they do. They're, they're a good unit. They play hard. They play focused. They played as a team. But for one thing, the Browns to establish in this game would probably try to just make sure they can run positively. And, you know, when I'm saying that, I'm not talking 200 yards. Can you get to that four yard per carry mark? This isn't like years past where, oh, wow, the Browns didn't run for 5.2 yards per carry. You, you can't set that benchmark with what they currently have going on right now. But, you know, ideally you Maybe want right the around. Bengals, you can, Jeff. The way they've been defending the run without But G. then G. again, we don't know, but we don't know who's actually going to be toting the rock. That's the other thing as well. Yeah. But, you know, for the Browns, right around that four, you know, so, you know, I mean, can you can think, all right, we can get it from first and 10 to second and six. All right, you know, second and eight to third and, you know, four, you know, just try to have it be an extension. Look, Joe is on this tear that he is on. And, you know, this is one thing I keep trying to tell people is, you know, it, it, it's gonna, there's a snoozer coming at some point. And yes, he's had a couple of games where he turned it over, but was able to overcome it. Um, but you need, you know, to try to be a little bit more balanced here and hopefully they can find some way to get that going here a little bit more Then it would be two weeks in a row. And maybe you'd feel a little bit more, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't know if I need as confident, but you feel a little bit more maybe comfortable that, you know, it could be something that could help you in a playoff game. Great opportunity to build some confidence for that running game, I would say, for the Browns this week. Not to – I'm going know, to make my prize picks line up now then. Bengals fans listening to this are going to be so mad at me. Uh, but the, the Bengals run – You've never not told the truth, Jake. The, the Bengals run to you this year, especially without DJ Reader, has been rough. Isaiah Pacheco just tearing runs off last week. When the Bengals go single high, they're getting beat deep vertically. When the Bengals go too high, light in the box, they're getting beat in the run game. The defense is just searching for answers. You know, you, you, you lose DJ Reader. That's part of it. You overhaul two safeties. The, the guys they have there just not playing as well. The Jordan Battle 
has certainly shown promise and Dax Hill has even shown promise, but the miscommunications happening in the secondary have been a, a chronic issue this year. Guys just I do believe I had that, didn't I? It was not well, that was a Bengals talking point for me this year. That was one of the few for things sure. I thought there was a flaw for for this team. No doubt, but I don't think that anyone who even imagined that being an issue could have imagined it going this poorly with the sure. investment that the Bengals sure. had at safety. I mean, this isn't like they were going to two undrafted guys at the spot. They had a first round pick and a guy that had started in the NFL. And and those guys have made too many mistakes this year, and, and that's been a problem. They're, they're young at corner, too, minus Jadobi Awuzie, but he's coming off an ACL. And so, you know, there, there have been myriad issues. You talk about things going wrong for the Browns in terms of injuries. Obviously, when you lose your best players to injury and, and your team is built around your quarterback, you're going to have problems, something the Browns have done well this year, which is something I've started to allude to on Twitter and something that I would like the Bengals to steal a little bit is the way that they're cash heavy and spending more money, more money than any team in the NFL as Browns fans, I'm sure are aware, which allows them to make those moves like adding Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, Juan Thornhill to a defense that already has pieces. And and that list goes on, right? It's, it's not just those guys, but savvy trades, savvy free agent signings, maximizing draft capital, going and getting Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, making those extensions and structuring those contracts such that, those cap hits you're not going to feel until 2026, 2027. So something that while the quarterback contract, I think the Browns gave out, I mean, we'll see if Deshaun Watson ever lives up to that guaranteed money that the Browns are locked into (laughs) outside of that. They're getting the results because they're paying for the rest of this team. And they've hit on some of these draft picks to have the depth and resilience that they have shown this year. But I really credit the way they've put the defense together, right? I mean, that's by far the strength of the team, one of the best in the NFL. And a lot of that is to do with the depth that they acquired on the defensive line and in that secondary and the way that they relentlessly attack those positions using various methods. And so while that's not about this game, you know, specifically, it's something about the Brown season that I look at now kind of from a post-mortem perspective for the Bengals. And these are things that the Bengals just don't do things that the Browns have done, especially with this ownership group, willingness to spend money and manipulate the cap in the way they have. And for this year, at least, seems like they have the benefit and and certainly have a chance to do things in the playoffs. And, and once you get there, who knows what happens. To finish up the show, let's talk about what we expect to happen in this game, some predictions, and we'll get out of here. That'll be it for crossovers for the Bengals, at least in 2023 this episode also sponsored by linkedin and at the start of the new year happy new year by the way for everyone out there maybe one of the last times i'll say it on this podcast this year every small business owner is asking the same question what's the one move in 2024 that i can make to take my business to the next level linkedin jobs knows that your success depends on the team you surround yourself with and that's why they have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free The Bengals could use this this offseason with the number of positions they need to fill. It's not just another job board. Maybe it's not for the NFL, but for you, they have a vast network of more than a billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It's easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. In fact, so easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 20 
for hours. That's why small businesses rate, rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So right now, if you want to get that job filled, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Jeff. The Browns are going to win this game? They're going to play their starters well enough to, to come out of this game with a W? What do you think? Well, I got to be honest. Now you're kind of selling me on this. You know, maybe they don't have to play them the whole time. Who knows? Maybe you look at Pierre Strong and you say, hey, let's give Pierre Strong 15 and 20 carries. He's got long speed. You know, maybe something could happen. Um, To put a prediction on this, and, you know, as you guys know, I mean, these episodes are done a little earlier than the week. Um, If we did them later in the week, they wouldn't draw as many eyes. So, obviously, we try to do it the best for our viewers and obviously all the supporters here of the Locked On Network. Um. So it's really, really hard to tell. And of course, you know, and I've told my fan base, you know, and we've gone even to a Friday pregame show because it's so hard to tell who's going to be in, who's going to be out, Mm -hmm. especially each week as the season goes on and on. Of course, the Browns, different circumstances here. Um, You know, I can tell you, I don't think Miles Garrett's going to play. I can tell you, I'm pretty sure I don't think Joe Flacco is going to play. Probably Joe Batonio won't play. But after that, you're not really too sure. But, you know, the one thing that has kept this Browns team moving the way they are is their depth. I mean, this team is now playing, you know, consistently their fourth and fifth safety. This team has gone four, five, six deep at cornerback. They have played three running backs. They have played a bunch of wide receivers. So it's not like any of these guys that would get extended playing time. It's not like they're going to be no name guys to Browns fans. These are guys that have filled in a lot of holes for this team this year. Um, you know, I think a lot of it would come down to, you know, basically the state of the mind of the Bengals locker room. Look, there's going to be guys that just don't want to play this game. And understandably so, you know, because there's nothing worse, you know, as far as professional athletes are playing, you know, any contest, any game that truly has no meaning. So, you know, will they go out there? Will they go through the motions? And you never know. And you never know which guy it's going to be or which guy it couldn't be. Um, I, I would think if everything breaks the way it should, if the Browns sit who they should sit and the Bengals most likely play, you know, going to play it out. You would think that obviously Cincinnati has enough talent, even though Joe Burrow would not be returning for this game. There's still enough talent. This is still the team that had this big turnaround against the Minnesota Vikings, obviously, which made, you know, the the excitement level for the team pick up a little bit more. You know, if I think this goes the way it's going to go, it it would surprise me if the Cincinnati Bengals don't win it. But, you know, it is week 18 and it's always, regardless, you know, it is always one of the craziest weeks of the NFL season. And there's always that oddball win that nobody sees coming, a la the Houston Texans last year, um, which at the time, you know, cost them what they thought was going to be the number one overall pick. But everything obviously turned out fantastic for the Houston Texans anyway. Yeah. Uh, The Bengals are going to play this game to win is my impression. I think that the locker room is too strong for guys to really coast too much in this game. I think they have too much pride. 
But the more important thing to me this week, finishing the season with a win would be fun, does probably cost you draft position. It's a consideration for, for people that are not making decisions in the organization, of course. But the more important thing to me this week is it's your second shot at a Jim Schwartz defense, even if it's not the starters, even if he does dial things back and keep things vanilla, which he's certainly incentivized to do. He shouldn't show the Bengals anything he didn't show them in week one. It gives you an opportunity to try different things and, and try to find concepts that you can get to next year or build on next year. Try, try to explore where the Jim Schwartz defense might have things that you can exploit because a lot of the personnel for the Browns is going to be similar next year. There will obviously be overhaul. There will be roster turn for both teams, but exploring concepts for next year is, is part of what I would be thinking about if, if I'm the Bengals uh, within the context of winning the game, which is always going to be the coaching staff's approach. I'd also be trying to find out what you have in some of the rookies that you haven't seen enough of. And, and this is, something we've been talking about since Joe Burrow went down, but then they won a few games. And so the, the approach kind of skewed towards experience and, and guys that the coaching staff was more confident in, but Charlie Jones didn't get a single offensive snap in week 17. And, and for a fourth round pick who might be the, at least for the guys currently on the roster, the heir apparent to Tyler Boyd's job as Tyler Boyd's a free agent. Would like to know a little bit more about what you've got there, but Tyler Boyd is also the Bengals' healthiest receiver out of the starters, and so he's going to still play in this game. Andre Yosevash, another rookie, Chase Brown, rookie running back, guys that I would want to see more of. Same for Miles Murphy, your first-round pick on the defensive side of the ball. He should be playing 80% of the snaps in this game, 70% of the snaps in this game, a, a lion's share of the snaps in this game, and, and I don't know that there's necessarily a reason to put Sam Hubbard, who apparently needs off-season surgery on the field and, and have him continue to play through injury when you know exactly who Sam Hubbard is, you know exactly what his contract is, you know he's battling through it. Just get more out of these young guys where you still have questions. Get more tape on them. Let them get that experience. Let them get those reps, especially if you're talking about a Browns team at tackle for Miles Murphy's sake that <laughs> is, is playing some guys deeper on the death chart. Let DJ Turner play a full game. He hardly played last week because he's had a bit of a rookie wall. And regardless of who's playing for the Browns, I'm interested in getting these guys as much experience as possible if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, you still got to win the game. But I, I do think there needs to be some forward thinking at this point if you're Zach Taylor and the coaching staff for, for some of these questions. I know it's only one week of tape, and potentially it's against backup. So you take it all with a grain of salt. But – I mean, Jeff, you, you've obviously seen this position from the Browns' vantage point. You know, you go back a few years when the Bengals rested their starters in this contest in, in the same exact situation before their Super Bowl run. And there's always an aspect of finding out what you have for the future in these games. Well, I mean, you try to get everybody out the door feeling good about themselves. And the last thing you want to do is to have anybody all of a sudden now get themselves caught up into a seven, eight month, eight, nine, ten month rehab process and right. like you said with sam hubbard if you know you're going under the knife let's get you there one week sooner a month sooner from maybe what we originally anticipated would be the case so hopefully by the time you know week one rolls around there are no questions you know there are no lingering effects scar tissue any you know 100 back in business ready to go you know it's a tricky slope here because you're trying to appease your fan base and obviously probably even tougher because for the Bengals, it is a home game 
home game that they'll want to win. Battle of Ohio still has stakes. These teams still hate each other. It's still a division game. The Bengals still have goals. There's still a lot of pride involved, like I said, a, a number of times. So it, it should still be, honestly, a pretty intense football game. I mean, we just saw it with the Chiefs. The Bengals went in and, and kept it, got out to a lead and, and kept it to a one-score game with the Chiefs, who obviously are now the, 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 the Chiefs of the last few years this year by any means, but still a good team. They, they kept it within one score, and the Bengals would love to get out of this season, I think, with an AFC North victory. We'll, we'll find out. We'll have more for you on this game on Lockdown Bengals and Lockdown Browns, respectively, as we'll have a little bit more information later in the week on what to expect from these teams in the regular season finale. Until then, thanks for listening to this crossover, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.